has no idea that's possible. <laughs> I, I, I love calling my parents and being like, yeah, things close down in L.A. when it rains. And they're like, shut up! And I'm like, it's true. Because they're harsh. <laughs> they're really harsh people. It's a tough love kind of family. Um, I'm so sorry that I'm not Cameron. Um, I'm even more sorry I'm not Rhea. Um, or maybe the other way around. I'm sorry I'm not either of them. Uh, hopefully none of you guys are brokenhearted. Maybe some of you have a place in your heart for me. <laughs> I'll move in and destroy it. Uh, I'm like Taylor Swift, right, right on the Blake's part. You know, you know, you guys know what I'm saying. I'm like, ah, <laughs> daydream nightmare. That's me. Um, that's really what every girl aspires to: be somebody's daydream and nightmare. <laughs> I want that in my vows <laughs> when I marry my cat. <laughs> as I plan to. Um, I, am, I love this time of year. Uh, the rain really just tops it off for me. I'm so excited about there being any kind of weather. Um, but I love this time of year. Uh, it's where, all the, where we have all the holidays, everything. Like we're, we're, we've passed, passed the spooky one and into the festive ones. <laughs> the spooky one gets a lot of, a lot of play here. And L.A. loves Halloween, loves it, because they're like, oh, we get to put on our stilettos. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to do that for the Easter egg hunts. <laughs> but that, like, yeah, all right. Um, we have all those haunted houses. Come on, guys, how many haunted houses do we need? <laughs> They're all themed. It's like, like the haunted, like, come out to the universe, the, haunt, the zombie walk, and the clown place. <laughs> we don't, yeah, whatever. I wish they would just call them what they all are. Haunted parking lot full of teenagers. Because honestly, that's what I'm most scared of. <laughs> Fucking hate teenagers. As soon as I see them, I'm like, oh no, they're going to jostle me. I'm going to spill something on me. <laughs> Please, no. I love Halloween, though. It's so funny to me what we're like supposed to be scared of now. Because we can't be scared of vampires anymore. They used to be scary. Now they're just like that guy that your weird friend is dating. <laughs> like, oh, let's not invite Derek. Let's, let's go to brunch. He can't come. <laughs> He's too weird. We also, I also realized recently that I, I can't date a vampire because I'm too old. Because they date high schoolers and no one thinks that's creepy. Like a 40-year-old hanging outside of high school? Yuck. Call the police. 400-year-old? Oh, my God. Love for the ages. <laughs> he waited for her. <laughs> From the time she was a baby. 
Yuck. <laughs> and what could they talk about? There's, you can't, they, the, that conversation is awful. I'm, I can't even talk to a 22-year-old for five minutes without being like, Ugh, read a book, come on. What are we talking about? <laughs> Those conversations would be awful. Ah, uh, yes, Melissa. Bryn sounds like quite a bitch. Tell me, what did you then text back to her? <laughs> Bat out the window. <laughs> we're also supposed to be scared of uh, skeletons, which I find hilarious because we're all skeletons! Room full of skeletons! If you're scared of skeletons, the call is coming from inside the house. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, oh. <laughs> it was you the whole time. <laughs> But I love it. I mean, think about that. You are the fucking scariest thing. You're a skeleton with a bunch of blood and eyeballs and brains and shit. Next time you're lying in bed staring at the ceiling thinking, oh, can I do it? Am I an effective person? You're a fucking skeleton. What can't you do? <laughs> Go out there and terrorize the world. You little monster. I love it. <laughs> I do. I love it. <laughs> to just live that reality. Now we're, we're leading up towards Thanksgiving, which is, I feel like Thanksgiving is like the saddest holiday for your drunk friend. Like, friend is like, yeah, we're going to party for Halloween. Oh, you guys are going to be home for Christmas. Yeah, we got to get that Christmas drink on Thanksgiving. Oh, really? We hang out with your friends? Oh, okay. That's cool. Oh, we just passed it, didn't we? We just passed Thanksgiving. You guys were so kind. You guys were like, oh, she had a little stroke and we're going to let her happen. <laughs> if her nose starts bleeding, maybe we'll get up there. If it's like a visual cue. I didn't notice because I went to New Orleans for Thanksgiving and there's no family there. <laughs> Just a lot of drunk people getting in fights. It was really great. If you haven't been and you enjoy people going, no, seriously, what did you say? Like, go. <laughs> Because that's the town for it. It's also the town for my, my, favorite, uh, my favorite lady in the world who is the one weird drunk girl, one weird, weird drunk white girl on the dance floor. Every dance floor has one weird drunk white girl. <laughs> Doesn't matter the genre of music, she's just flipping that hair around. <laughs> making it work. <laughs> you can visualize it with anything. Hip-hop, folk, industrial... Euro trance. She's still like, wait, yes, yes, my name is Rachel. <laughs> A lot of that in New Orleans, also. Uh, but now I'm back here in LA, land of dreams. Um, when I decided to move here, oh, uh, yeah, we got a little sad, sad dreams. No, I love it. When I decided to move here, people were like, oh, L.A., don't move there. Gross, don't move there. You know, it's a company town, right? They all talk about movies all the time. It's just like industry, industry, movies, movies. And I was like, oh, really? Talk about movies all the time? My favorite thing, movies? That sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, I could talk about movies instead of feelings? Ah! <laughs> Sign me up. Because <laughs> the only way I communicate feelings to people is by uh, like letting them know which love actually storyline I'm identifying with that day. <laughs> 
guys. Right now, it's foreign housekeeper, so I don't know what's happening. Uh, I'm just feeling lost, but found, you know? Like, both. I love the movies. My favorite thing is here, uh, we, we get the opportunity to happen upon a surprise movie Q&A. That's so great. Have you guys ever surpri- ha- happened upon a surprise movie Q&A? Yeah, see? See? It's true. There was five people in the room who were like, she's lying, but you guys stood up for me. So I thank you. It's great. Uh, Look out for it. You're watching a movie, the credits are rolling, and then somebody starts dragging out a little director's chair. Someone else drags out another one. And some lady in a pantsuit comes out and is like, is this working? Oh, okay, good. Uh, We have a real treat for you guys. The director is actually here, and he's going to answer some questions for us. So, um, Daniel, was it hard to make that movie? Sometimes. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Um, (laughs) uh, All right. Well, now we have some uh, time for, I think, for a couple of questions from the audience. Do we have any questions from the audience? And that is the best part. Because that's when the manhole covers in the street rise and slide to the side. And smoke pours out. And the crazy people of L.A. come to the surface to find their microphone. Because it's never questions, ever. It's never questions. Just a string of insane people being like, uh, yes, hello, my name is Deborah. I live with my son's brother. I noticed in the film that there were instances of light. Um, and there was that scene about, uh, I feel like it was about loneliness. It reminded me of the time that I picked up my friend from the airport, and it was weird because I hadn't gone there to do that. I was just driving around, but then there was Marie. <laughs> I am from Florida. <laughs> like, what did you think the question was? There was definitely no question in that. I once went to a Q&A for Precious. Yeah, let that settle in. That's what, we're, that's what I'm about to tell you about. It's great. We showed the movie and like, wow, right? And then there was uh, the Q&A had a moderator and Lee Daniels and Sapphire, who wrote the novel Push, upon which the movie Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, was based upon. <laughs> and they all talked. And then the moderator was like, all right, I think we have some time for questions from the audience. And the first person, first person to the microphone was like, Hi, yes, as a white person, I just wanted to say thank you so much for making this movie. I'm always trying to explain the black experience to my white friends, and they just, like, don't get it. And now I have this movie, and I can just give them this. So thank you. And me and every other white person in there were like, no, 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 not us, not us. Uh, Oh, we disagree with that. We are sorry about that. And everything. <laughs> we're, so- we're just like, let's. You know what? We are very sorry. <laughs> we will see ourselves out. <laughs> Throwing 20s on the floor as we go. <laughs> reparations, reparations. Um, so, what I'm saying is look for the movie QAs. They're a joy. Uh, are you guys ready to see some other comics? I'm ready to introduce you to them because you're gorgeous. You're a gorgeous audience. Very good looking. Um, I am also, though, just going to uh, tell you who your first comic is. (laughs) 
I'm smooth. Um, he is one of my favorites, probably one of your favorites, one of comedy's favorites. Please put your hands together for Pete Holmes. Where I met Johnny M. Right here? Yeah, he was smoking. The, around the, uh, the butt bucket? <clears throat> but it was by the butt bucket. And you know what I've noticed about like a lot of uh, famous people? Mm-hmm. And maybe they get more credit for it that they don't deserve, but like if they will look at just you, you have a story for life. Yeah. Like you're like, that guy's a class act. Yeah, yeah. When like if like a regular person, you know what I mean, a non-ham does that, you're just like, yeah, he's a normal person. You know, they say that one of the ways that you can tell a sociopath is the, the sustained eye contact. Yeah. It's funny because uh, TJ, I'm always joking with him <laughs> that he's a sociopath and he jokes around about it too because he certainly has almost like a genius level of detachment sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like he can really, I think that's one of the reasons why he's a great comedian is he can look at things uh, including himself as a character in it. You know what I mean? Almost, it, almost like, like a piece of fiction. Yeah, step out of it. Step mm-hmm. out of it. The, the opposite of having like an overly literal brain, like something that you'd say on an autism so like scale. Super objective, but yeah, detached. Yeah. It's very, very detached, and it can mm-hmm. seem like. But if you listen to my podcast, not to plug my podcast on this podcast. Do you have a podcast? I have a podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But it's true. I said to him, he, we were talking about how he does that thing where he's so empathetic. He, if you tell him a story about a loss, a breakup, or whatever, he will ingest it, oh. like, like picking up. So it's like a protection thing, maybe. Well, I actually was just com- complimenting him because people. I was kind of saying people say you're like sociopathic, but really you're one of the most empathetic people I know. And then he says because he always has to be like really interesting. I'm not saying he's trying to be interesting, but his response is. Uh, but one of the signs of being a sociopath is uh, too much empathy because you know that you're supposed to have some. Oh, yeah, so you fake so it. So you fake it. Yeah, well, definitely the, uh, the pity play that yeah. um, cheers and making someone feel sorry for you because yeah. if they feel sorry for you, then Isn't you can manipulate weird? them. And I was just at the airport uh, less than a week ago, and we were at the gate, and it was bo- uh, the flight before it was boarding. We were early. And there was this woman who came up. She looked like Sally Struthers, and she she was, like, crying. like fake, But you could tell. I don't know what's wrong with me, but immediately I want to go, is this real? Is this person mm-hmm. pretending? Like, it's like, like, notched a little too high That's or right. a little too low or and something. And you can feel them. Like, mm-hmm. somebody on the witness stand. You're, you're gauging. Like a baby reading expressions. You're like, are they pretending? Do they come off as warm to me? Mm-hmm. Do I want to help them? And in that moment, so she comes up and she's like, I need to get on that plane. My father is sick. Right? Mm-hmm. And then, but then she goes, I was in the bathroom. <laughs> right? And we're all like, uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of the people were like, why were you in the bathroom? <laughs> what, what you should be thinking is... Sporting isn't like a minute long nope, process. It's an hour long yeah. process. Well, probably 35 minutes, 40 minutes. But it's like, don't be in the bathroom. And then she goes, this happened to me this morning. You're telling me you already missed a flight and then you went to drop a shit while the second one was born? Be on the plane, you know what I mean? Yeah. But why couldn't I... Why is it too vulnerable for me to just go like, oh no, somebody's in pain? Like it disturbs you. Yeah. So it's more fun. You're like, I don't want to feel this here. Right. And then you go, oh, she's full of shit. She's a horse shit person. Mm -hmm. Because then she stopped crying as soon as the problem went away. Well, I mean, maybe that's just you being like perceptive and uh, self protective to be like, oh, this person in the tribe is unauthentic. Oh, leave them by the water. We found (laughs) this one papaya 
tree and the water. Let's tell them that's where yeah. we were going. Don't leave your beans by that hut. That's right. Yeah, because she's going to steal them. You know, it's funny that you say that. I heard, please don't take this as gospel, obviously, but I, it's an interesting theory that one of the reasons why women are particular about, like, you know, in the classic 1980s model, you got tomato paste when I asked for tomato sauce. Usually you'd probably say tomato sauce when I said tomato paste. Why is that such a big deal? Mm-hmm. I saw this interesting talk. It was pre-TED, but it was kind of like in the vein of a TED talk where she was like... Long and meandering. It was long and meandering, <laughs> but like you felt smarter. Right, right. But also You're like, confused. I read a book in that 10 minutes. God, if I watch a TED talk, it's like T minus 30 seconds before I start telling someone about uh-huh. it. Like yeah. Tim Allen. Yeah, it's like you just download what you're going to talk about that day. I wish we could just <laughs> plug it in and, and learn that faster. But... She said that that's because when we were like cave people hunting and gathering, if I go go get the, the slightly greenish blueberry and you get the blueberry and the blueberry kills our baby, that's a big deal. Oh. So, it's, it's, so it's tomato paste more. kills babies is the comedy lesson to take Hunt's from all this. brand tomato paste. <laughs> I'd like to go on the record. What about your endorsement? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Every once in a while we do, you know, like my podcast has Oh, do you have a podcast page? boy. <laughs> has sponsors and, and my girlfriend was just in the room when I was recording the ad and I told a little lie I, it took me a while to realize that sometimes podcasters will lie or, you know not necessarily lie but they might make it sound like they're more enthusiastic for a product than oh, they yeah. actually are and then I was like but if we're doing that why don't we just like pick beefs with other products like fuck Hunt's uh, tomato paste yeah. is what I'm saying yeah it kills people yeah it's a bad product so you're taking Big Heinz money <laughs> thanks Pete I'm taking it down Pete Holmes ah oh, you guys fell a little bit in love huh I feel wow. it over here there's a lot of hearts coming out in the forms of chuckles heart chuckles you guys ready for another comic uh, from you may know him from Last Comic Standing. Please put your hands together for Andrew Slater. Thank you very much. Pete was talking about how he doesn't like sarcasm. I think people who think they're good at sarcasm aren't even good at it. I saw a guy one time. He's wearing one of those like joke shirts. You know, you get on Venice Beach or whatever. It had a picture of Yoda on it. And it said, the sarcasm is strong with this one. That was like his, his he actually bought and wore that shirt. <laughs> so the sarcasm is strong with this one. So I went up to him. I was like, hey, man, nice shirt. <laughs> and he smiled and he laughed. And I was like, somebody didn't complete the training. Somebody did not finish the sarcasm school. I'm broke. Uh, I don't have any money. Uh, I'm very poor. Uh, I think the only thing worse than being broke is when uh, you're broke, but your friends have money. That's the only thing that's worse, because they don't give a shit, right? They don't want to hear about your broke guy problems or your excuses. My, my friends with money, they get mad at me for being broke. You ever have that? They get mad. I told them I couldn't go to Vegas. They're like, oh, and you're the worst. Why are you always so poor? Why don't you make more money? Oh, I'm sorry. Is my poverty really ruining your life right now? Is that what's happening? Is the smell of my hungry man dinners nauseating to you? Does it offend your social sensibilities that I eat at continental breakfasts at hotels I'm not staying at? Which you can just do if you want. Yeah, she's nodding. She knows. You, want, you guys want a free breakfast tomorrow? It's the easiest thing in the world. I'll tell you how to do it. Just get up before 9 o'clock, go over to like a Hampton Inn, make a waffle, Get the fuck out of there. It's the easiest thing you've ever done. You're like, they're not going to stop you. You think you're going to stop? Let me tell you something. No front desk employee making nine bucks an hour has the balls to accuse you of such a ridiculous crime. 
They don't have the stuff. I wish they would. Honestly, I've done it so. I've literally done it dozens of times. I wish they would stop me at this point because I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have the best defense in the world. If someone accuses me of that, you just act incredulous. You're like, what's that? <laughs> okay, let me get this straight. You're in the impression that I got up this morning, <laughs> got in my car, drove to your stupid little hotel. Oh, I'm sorry. Picked up my fiance, drove. <laughs> your stupid little motel, start eating all the bacon and the eggs. and this, Oh, and this peanut butter jelly sandwich I have saran wrap back here. What's that, my lunch? I'm going to get two free meals out of this? They'd fall over themselves, apologize to you, yet that's literally what I do. That's actually, word for word, every Valentine's Day. That's what uh, we like to do. I, uh, I have two brothers. I have an older brother and a younger brother. Anybody out there with siblings? Yeah? yeah you, sir. Do you have a... How, what's the situation? Brother, sister, older, younger? You, yeah, right there. Uh, I have little, brother. little brother. Okay, between you and your little brother, who makes the most money? He's still in college. I just that did not answer my question. Do you? <laughs> he could be like slanging weed or something in college and killing you. He would kill me right now if he sold drugs. Oh, okay. I, I have an older brother and a younger brother. I feel like the way it should work is the oldest brother or the oldest sibling should make the most money, right? The oldest sibling should make the most money, and the next kid should make the next amount. That's the natural order of things. Here's how it works in my family. Me and my older brother combined make about $18,000 a year. That's where I'm at. I'm a comedian. He's a teacher, so we're both failures. Now, my younger brother is an accountant, right? He makes like $100,000 a year, and it's completely thrown off the natural balance. We did awful things to this kid growing up, and now he's exacting his revenge through these like economic sanctions. It's terrible. You can't talk to him anymore. Here's what he, you know what he does? He changes his Netflix password on Friday nights. <laughs> Think about that. When he knows I need it. When I'm with my fiance, while watching this, now I gotta call him and grovel and beg for the Netflix password. I call, I'm like, yeah, man, you know what I want. Don't ask me how I'm doing. You know what I want. What's the pa All right, Heidi, write this down. G-E-T-A-J-O-B Oh, fuck you, really? That, that's really clever. I see why you graduated college. I live uh, here in Los Angeles. I have the worst landlord, man. I hate my landlord. Uh, he's like a, also the building manager or whatever. He's just always in my business. He's always blaming me for stuff that's not my fault. He's calling me up for things I can't control. And, you, and that's a powerless relationship, right? You can't do anything to your landlord. Like, they have so much power. But the only way I figured out to get back at him is I call him up and complain about stuff he can't do anything about. That's my new game plan. So I'm like, hey, Joe, uh, this is Andrew Slater in Poinsettia Place, apartment 10. Uh, I was looking out my window. There's no view. <laughs> so I'm here all day tomorrow. I want to come over. I uh, watch too much TV. That's part of my problem. Uh, you know what shows I like? I like those shows like everybody else, like Game of Thrones, or Walking Dead, or Breaking Bad, or whatever. But you know, whenever you watch a show like that, they always start out the same. They all use the same formula. It's always like, uh, previously on, and then there's 60 seconds of things that have happened before, you know, to catch you up. On the, you guys familiar with Okay, good. I like that, right? I need that, because I forget. And I wish I had that in my real life. <laughs> Like, how great would that be is if every morning you woke up, it was like, previously on Andrew, and then it was 60 seconds of shit that's happened to me before to give me some clues as to what's going to happen in that day, right? So if it was like, previously on Andrew, it's like me ordering a hat. It's like, oh, yes, I bet my hat's going to get here today. What an awesome episode of Andrew this has turned out to be. 
Sometimes you drink too much, right? You guys like to drink, right? Drink too much. Then I black out. And that's like deleting too many episodes on your DVR. And now you're previously on doesn't make any sense. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. When did they cast this chick? I don't remember her. These writers are crazy. You guys are a good crowd, man. You don't get mad at the comics. That's good. Sometimes people get upset when you make jokes. Like uh, we were, me and my buddy, we were making fun of these uh, angel wing tattoos. You know what those are? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody does, seems to. Maybe you got in trouble for it too. I don't know. People people die, and then they get to remember them. They put angel wings on their body somehow. And then we were just having joking around about it. But then this uh, one woman, she got so upset, and she came up to me and she was like, "Hey, I have an angel wing tattoo." But I only got mine after my autistic uncle passed away. It's like, ugh, sorry. But also, why does your uncle still have to be autistic? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's dead. Can't he just be, like, your uncle now? <laughs> does he have to be autistic forever through the generations? That's always how we're going to refer to him? Like, that's what you put on the gravestone? Here lies autistic Steve? I don't think so. You don't use that. She's being selfish, right? She's only doing that to somehow make herself seem more sympathetic. Like, you don't use adjectives like that. It's like, not guys, guys, honestly, if you give me a little space, it's a tough time of year for me uh, because it was about this time of year three years ago that my balding father passed away. So if everybody... <laughs> just back off. Show me a little space. Hey, everybody, that's it for me. Thank you very much, and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Was it a million dollars? No. You're so lucky. I'm so lucky. Because, again, you guys are gorgeous. And it's just fun to stand here and look at you. Um, but I'm going to keep the show moving and bring up your next comic. Are you ready for... Well, let's let her go. Sorry, podcast. Ugh. All right, now. You guys ready for your next comic? All right. Uh, he and I met when he was... He wanted me to tell you this, when he was working on Upload with Shaquille O'Neal. Guys, he knows Shaquille O'Neal. And I was on there uh, as a guest, and Gary Owen said that I was there because I sucked dicks. It's not true. I got booked through my agent. So when he said, you're here because you're most likely the one who's most likely to suck Shaq's dick, I said, I don't know. I've heard the way you talk to him backstage, so I don't think that's true. Um, and it destroyed, and Shaq is now my boyfriend. No, that's not true. But the part about meeting Al Jackson there is, please put your hands together for Al Jackson. Oh, you guys don't understand Every writer was wanting to put Gary on this place, and she did it. Clap it up for Eliza Skinner. I love her. And for my 12 family members, I reserve seating for. Okay. First joke out of the gate, I think it was a home run. You're already bored. Uh, what's going on? Uh, my favorite show is on hiatus. The Walking Dead ended last yesterday. What? Sunday? Shit. Fuck it. Sad. <laughs> Can a black man love a zombie show? I think he can. My only issue with that show is I feel like that show needs a new diversity coordinator. They filmed that show in Atlanta. Atlanta is a chocolate city. 
Yet every zombie looks like this section right here. Just a bunch of good-looking, well-adjusted white zombies. Can I get a zombie with a gold grill? Aren't the housewives down there? Can I get a sassy, heavy-set woman of color zombie? I think that's fair. I uh, don't watch a lot of TV, but I saw uh, on my TV that there's an outdoor network. And not only is there an outdoor network, uh, Ted Nugent has a show on it. Uh, Ted Nugent has your nine yet. He has a show on the Outdoor Network, and he has so many shows that they decided to have a marathon. Ted Nugent has a marathon. A mar- he called our president a mongrel, and he has a marathon. And I was like, I should be mad. Why am I not fucking mad? I should write something, but I didn't do it. I was like, why? Why are you not mad? And it hit me. I believe you are, should be allowed to be racist outside. can't you be racist outside I'm fine with that like I'm down for fighting racism but only to the city limits I'm not going in the woods there's raccoons in there they're vicious animals cause if somebody stood up right now in this room and goes hey I hate blacks gays and Jews we'd be like hey get the fuck out of here but if I heard that shit in the wilderness I'd be like alright we're getting close to the campsite What should you know about me? I uh, went to an all-black college in Jackson, Mississippi called Tougaloo. Yeah, I'm sure you guys can all relate. 800 kids in Jackson, Mississippi in the heat. 800 kids. It's almost like if everybody that was really serious about the University of Phoenix showed up one day. That was the number of kids in my school. Keep your arms folded. And there's, and this, I feel like this is the kind of stuff that like leads you into being a stand-up comic. Uh, I'm from Cleveland. I was too broke to go home the summer going, yeah. And I was too broke to go home the summer going into my uh, junior year, so I stayed on campus and I took a test. Thought that was mandatory, but it wasn't. But I don't read, so I took it. <laughs> and what the test was was if you got the highest score on the test, you got a chance to go to an Ivy League school for your last two years of college. And on a campus of 800 black kids with 799 go home for the summer, I like my chances. <laughs> and so by straight default, running a race of one. <laughs> I got the highest score, and I went to Brown for my last two years. Thank you. I deserve it. It was all straight up. It was almost like the plot of that movie, How High with Red Man and Method Man. <laughs> Except it really happened. Like, that really happened to me. I, my transcript says it. I had no business at the school. And, I, like, I, I got a degree in biology. I took a, uh, I had a they, when you get on campus, they make you take a test. Uh, the, the plague when you come from other college and I had to take a physics test uh, and I showed them exactly where they could place me. Uh, I took a test that had two questions on it. Two. Less than three. Two questions, homie. Two questions. And the first question, I'll never forget, it was these two old women trying to see how they can get a flag to go up a pole and fly. So it was about tension. So it was about like, pulling down on the rope and making a flag go up and wave in the air. And the confused bored looks that you have on your faces now is the same look I had on my face. The only problem was I was taking the test. And I don't know if we have any math majors in this bitch, but if you blow the first question on the two question test, 
you find yourself in quite a pickle. So I had to skip page one to go straight to page two. Like it was going to be some shit I could answer. You know, like I was going to go to page two in the physics test. And be like, oh, page two, this is about old school hip hop. Great. All right. Where is Biggie from? Brooklyn. Awesome. Bonus question. Who loves you more than grandma? Nobody. All right. I should have gone to page two. Fuck page one. But going from like an all-black school to an all-white school, basically. That was the first time in my life I ever started getting jealous of white dudes. Yeah, I'll explain. <laughs> Wait, I'm just say that and drop the mic. <laughs> I, I feel like white guys don't understand nor appreciate how many different kinds of white guy you get to be in your life. It's amazing. It's beautiful. There's so many. And y'all don't give a fuck. <laughs> There's so many white guys. It's crazy. I'll give you an example. Like think, think about this. Let's say you're like a like a band geek senior year of high school, right? You're skinny, getting shoved in the lockers, people taking your lunch money, like, give me that shit, you fucking nerd. <laughs> you hate it. So what do you do? Summer going into freshman year of college, hit the weight room, put on 35 pounds of muscle. Now nah, you a frat dude. <laughs> Two white guys in one year. <laughs> You're doing keg stands, you're calling people bro, you're playing beer pong, but you don't like the frat. So what do you do? Summer going to the sophomore year, grow you some white boy dreads. <laughs> Get you a couple reggae albums, start buying weed, buy the backpack, sell weed sophomore year, now you that white dude. <laughs> Three white guys in two years. You're selling weed, you making money. You found out where the best incense deals in the city are. You're killing it. <laughs> but you don't like college players, so what you do? You don't like the institution. Drop out, move to an organic farm in Portland. <laughs> you sell your last pair of shoes. You're eating carrots right out the dirt. You're killing it. You're on your fourth white dude in three years. <laughs> Then your dad calls and he goes, hey, boy, I'm sick. I need you to take over this family business we've been running for 80 years. And you're like, fuck it, dad, I'm in. <laughs> what you do? Cut your dreads, get 10 business suits, buy two iPhones, move downtown L.A. Now you a businessman. Five white dudes in four years. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Black dudes do not have that option. <laughs> Black people want to do shit, but we can't. And people think that it's white people that hold black people back. It's not. Every black person you've ever met in your life has wanted to do white people shit. And we suggested it to our families. And that shit did not go the fuck over. <laughs> That's why black people don't want my uncle. Because you don't even know when you're young. I mean, I'm in the 30s now. But when you're young, you don't know. You'd be like 12 years old. It's a picturesque day. You're on the beach. Your, your favorite uncle's barbecue. And it's just a beautiful day. You're like, man, fuck. What a great day, man. The family's out here. Beautiful, man. Beautiful day. Uh, uh, uncle Mark, hey, uh, when you when you done with that grill, man, I... Uh, I saw a kayak. <laughs> I saw a kayak over there. I was thinking we could get in the water. And your uncle just goes, what you say? 
And you already know in your little black mind, you know it's bad. So you start backpedaling. We don't have to. I'm just saying, maybe I just, I saw two life vests. Maybe we could just take a lap. And your uncle just turns into Sam Jackson from Pulp Fish. He's like, say it again. Say kayaking again, motherfucker. I just want to feel wind in my face. Every black person knows if you suggest a semi-white activity to your family and that does shit does not go over, that's going to be your nickname for the next 20 years. You'd be 38 years old, like, y'all want to go to the bar, get some drinks? Like, uh, ziplining over here wants to go to the bar. Go get your friend laying the grass with no blanket. Tell him we're ready to go. <laughs> Fuck, that was a fucking long way to go for that punchline. <laughs> I, uh, I finished my degree, uh, taught middle school in Miami, and uh, taught in an all-Hispanic middle school. And I got a chance to meet a species of human being that I'm really sad for you guys because I understand that most of y'all will never meet this species of human being. That's really just, that's on your life. I can't help you with that. Um, and I call this species of human being 13-year-old Puerto Rican rapper. They are the greatest people that have ever lived. There's a person in this room that I'm sure has multiple masters and PhDs. There's somebody in here. I could give you a sheet of metal. You can make me any tool I wanted and your self-esteem is on the fucking floor. Not a 13-year-old Puerto Rican rapper. They got it. They're gonna be famous. Why would you do your homework when you're gonna be rich? Don't do your solar system project when you're gonna be famous. I would literally have to pull my kids aside because I love them. I'd be like, TJ, homeboy, look, man, you gotta, you have to write down shit on paper and hand it to me, otherwise the whole system breaks down. You have to write stuff. And I would literally have a 13-year-old look me right in the face and be like, Mr. Jackson, how am I supposed to do homework with all these hoes on my dick? <laughs> and it's humorous now in a humorous setting. Have you ever had somebody say that to you at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday with the lights on? It's amazing, because they look, they mean it. He means it. He's like, looking me in the face, and like, I start to believe, he's like, I'm like, fuck. There are a lot of hoes. This poor kid only has one dick. I'll give you till Friday. All right. Guys, enjoy the rest of the show. Thank y'all. Talk about Al Jackson. this comedy train rolling with your next comic you may have seen him on uh, Eric Andre um, or um, uh, tons of other things <laughs> I set the bar low so when I'm good you guys are excited about it please put your hands together for Byron Bowers <laughs> Show us some love. We all want love. I feel good, man. I'm um, uh, done paying my student loans. That feels great. Thank you. Yeah. I ain't say I don't owe. I still owe. I'm just done paying them shits. And that feels great. I read this book called The Secret, and The Secret said if you don't believe you owe student loans, then you don't owe student loans. 
It's called a law of attraction. They don't teach you that in college. You got to learn that shit in the street. It feels good to say fuck. You ever say fuck it? Feels good. Feels free. You know that feeling? Freedom. Like when you driving and the light turn yellow, and you like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm about to run this light. Woo, and you press that gas, you know that feeling you get? Oh, I know y'all listen to hip-hop. You know how your favorite hip-hop song on, and you singing to it, and you rapping, and the N-word coming up, you like, you know what? Pff, ain't nothing around. <laughs> I'm about to say this shit. You say it, you know that feeling? That's what freedom feels like. We had an incident in a place called Ferguson. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard about it. I was late to the party. For real, I was late. I missed the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's hard. It was hard for me to keep up with that type of news because I was in Maui the whole time swimming with sea turtles. They didn't bring it up. I'm like, man, my life has changed. Is that an issue? That's not an issue. Under the sea, ain't an issue under the sea. Sea turtles, they like celebrities. Did y'all know that? Y'all know that. They celebrities in Hawaii. When they come around, white people get excited, start taking pictures and shit. Sea turtles just be ignoring them. They just be walking, swimming. It was two of them. It was like Kim and, and Kanye. They were just in the water, just, just getting they swerve on, you know? And I was watching them. I was under the water for an hour. I like to snorkel. That's my thing, you know what I mean? That's one of them. I spent like six hours in the water. That's what I do. You see this body. This body ain't made for fighting. It's for like doing this shit. <laughs> in the water. You see that, that move I got, man? Fuck out of here. <laughs> That's what you do when somebody that don't agree with you and you're doing some smooth shit and they don't agree. You're like, man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Found out sea turtles got a sense of humor. They like to play, just like we like to play. You know? People was around taking pictures of the sea turtle. You could tell like he was getting irritated, right? Sea turtle was getting irritated. Female sea turtle swimming behind a male sea turtle, stuck her net out. Boom, bit the male sea turtle in the ass. <laughs> he thought it was a tourist. He put his neck out like, which one of you white motherfuckers? <laughs> he turned around and looked at her. She was like, he was like, he gave her that flinch. Like, girl, I'm fucking... And that's when I knew. I was like, that's sea turtle love right there. That's... That was a beautiful thing, you know? Life has changed for me, man. I feel, feel like I'm in a different place. Another thing that took my mind off Ferguson was this Cosby incident. That was big, you know what I mean? I don't know how to feel about it. Part of me is like, man, that's fucked up. And another part of me is like, man, I'm not using this entertainment business as I should. <laughs> Now, I'm not taking advantage of this, you know what I mean? I've been doing comedy nine years. I slept with three chicks. What the fuck? I've been focusing on my craft too much. <laughs> I ain't saying he did it, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know what to believe. Because it's Cosby. He can get ass if he want to get ass. He's one of the richest, powerful person during that time. So it wasn't that. I'm like, man, he must have just liked pills. Like, my aunt smoked crack for 10 years. She liked crack. Cosby must have, that must have been his thing. You know what I mean? 
It's like a weird prank. He'd be like, let me put this in there and see what the fuck happened. Oh, shit. She got knocked out. Zip, you know. That was his pervert thing. We all seen porn before. We got some porn that we watched that we don't tell nobody about. That was his thing, you know what I mean? It's weird, though. Part of me is like, man, that'll be some nice power to have. We all like power, you know? I ain't saying he did that shit, but can you imagine just putting somebody's head in your lap and be like, hey, put your mouth on this. It'll make your life so much better. That's some uplifting shit. <laughs> That's some motivational shit right there. You ain't selling nobody a dream. You just... And I see how you ladies look. You could do it too. Imagine, ladies, you grab a guy's head like sideways and just sit on it and be like, hey, put your mouth on this. It'll make your life so much better. <laughs> I know you're looking like, ah, oh, you don't want to look at me when I tell you this shit. You want to laugh to the side. But... This shit happens all the time. I'm from the South. Baptist churches, they do that shit all the time. They put people's hands in water and be like, put your face in this. It'll make your life so much better. <laughs> they do it. People come up, they like, oh, oh. I'm not gay anymore. I am delivered. Did y'all see that video? That is, that was some funny shit. I was laughing at his bow tie. He had on a big bow tie and then a little bow tie on top of the big bow tie. It's like his bow tie was fucking another bow tie. I ain't mad whether he's gay or not. I don't give a fuck about that. It's just the way he presented himself. You know what I mean? Like God took the gay away, but he still was like, he presented himself like, I'm not gay anymore. Like he did it like that. You know what I mean? And it was confusing and it was funny at the same time. Then he started doing this dance at the end. That shit was funny to me. Having fun, right? Oh, so much fun. Hmm. I'm not that kind of comic. Um, you guys, uh, anybody planning on going home for, for Christmas? No. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. She yawned, yeah. <laughs> wow, it's nine o'clock and it's already that time of night. Uh, I'm guessing East Coast, maybe you're jet lagged already? Oh, yes, yeah, I'm written like a psychic. <laughs> Slash comedian. Uh, I can tell what you're not going to laugh at before you don't. <laughs> and it wasn't that one. Hey! Um, uh, I, am, I am planning on going home for Christmas, which is exciting. I'm, where, where exactly are you going back to? Montreal. Montreal. Oh, so not just east, but north. <laughs> I feel like north is the headline. I kind of pushed you into the east part. Um... Yeah, I'm going back for... I, I, I'm, I'm excited to go back to... I go back to Virginia. Um, and I get to see all my friends, my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> I do. I stay, I stay friends with my, with my exes. I am, cool, I am a cool ex. I'm not a crazy ex. But I also don't really believe in that. I kind of hate that whole crazy ex thing. I hate it. I, I have so many guy friends, and they're always like, oh, what ha-? I'll be like, what happened with that girl? And they'll be like, oh, she went crazy. But if you listen close, they say it. They'll tell you that that she went crazy right after they tell you why they were the worst boyfriend (laughs) in the world. It's always like, yeah, I don't know. I took a shit in her sink and she went crazy. (laughs) That's not crazy. (laughs) That's that's angry. She went mad, maybe. (laughs) But that's the correct response. What you got to look out for is if you're like, yeah, I don't know. I took a shit in her sink and she was totally cool with it. (laughs) She told me to do it again. Love her. Like, no, that girl's crazy. Look out for that. 
and I don't know why, like, and it, the people say that, that, that girls, they're always like, oh, women, women are so attractive. Women love assholes. Women love, why do women always go for assholes? That's not the question. The question is, why do sociopaths have such good hair? <laughs> hmm? Think about it. Next time you see Manson, you'll be like, fuck, she was right. <laughs> And I would. I mean, he seems so unexplainably unpredictable. <laughs> you don't know what he's going to do. No, I'm kidding. I'm not saying I would fuck Manson. <laughs> I'm also not explicitly saying I wouldn't, though. So, I mean, I guess it's off the table now. But um, I'm not worried about who's locked up. I'm worried about who's locked up, you know, <laughs> by that ring on the finger. Okay. Um, I'm excited to go home for the holidays. I, 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 here's one thing, though. I, I, I feel bad. I feel bad during this holiday season for the, for the like, kicked aside side note of, uh, of, think, of uh, uh, Hanukkah. Congratulations. It's so, it's so, like, extraneous. It's a little grace note, like, ah, happy holiday. Uh, and happy Hanukkah to you. Like, no one means it. I feel like it's like a hand job at, a, at an orgy, you know? So you'd be like, um, happy Hanukkah. Yeah, Christmas! <laughs> I want to fucking stick my Christmas up your butthole. Now <laughs> flick your Hanukkah dick. There you go. <laughs> it's like, hey, come on. If you would like honor, honor the actual. Like, how about where were you during Yom Kippur? Where were you during Passover? Where were you every Friday? So that's what I say. When you're gonna say it, mean it. Really trying to make it a heartfelt Happy Hanukkah. Put the chuch into it. In lots of different places. Like, happy Hanukkah. And then bow. So they know you respect their culture. Uh, you guys want to see another comic besides me? Oh my god, I feel like it's lukewarm. Like you just want to see me for like an hour. Fuck off, everyone. No, I have to bring them out. It's my job. They're paying me big money for this. Um, I mean, like, ugh, thousands. So uh, so I'm contractually obligated to ask you to put your hands together for Miles K. Thanks, guys. Keep it going for Eliza, a wonderful host. Uh, I hope you guys don't mind if I ask you a personal question. Uh, but do you ever have a Netflix recommendation that's just like a horrible blow to your self-esteem? Does <laughs> that moment ever happen where it's like, Netflix recommends Sister Act. You're like, hey, what the... Nah, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I would enjoy that. Thank you. Sometimes I, I've gotten to the point where I just want Netflix to explain itself a little bit better. Like, it'll give me these recommendations that are like, oh, Netflix recommends Dumbo. And I'm like, What? A children's movie, why would you recommend that? It's all, oh, well, because you enjoyed Fantasia and The Elephant Man. <laughs> all right. Uh, Netflix recommends Tron. Oh, that neon movie where everyone's like trapped inside of a computer? Why would you recommend that? It's all, oh, well, because you enjoyed The Matrix and LSD. <laughs> How did you know that I enjoyed LSD, Netflix? Oh, well, because you enjoyed Fantasia. Fair enough. 
it'll get to this point too where like I'm just sitting at my house watching Netflix like for hours and hours and it just feels like it's making fun of me you know what I mean like you sit there all day by yourself watching Netflix and it's all Netflix recommends friends and you're like you son of a bitch uh, uh, let me ask you guys another uh, little personal question if I might uh, anyone here look at the Jennifer Lawrence nude photos when those came out one person admit to it one young lady uh, I didn't look at them not because uh, I'm above it or anything it just doesn't interest me she doesn't have anything I haven't seen before uh, I think these hackers need to step up their game I don't want to see these celebrities naked photos I want to see their search histories I want to find out that Jennifer Lawrence likes watching videos of dogs getting shot. You know? She's like, that's how I stay so nice, right? You know, a... And then just Benedict Cumberbatch just like searches his own name like a million times, you know? That's like... You can really see that playing out, right? Speaking of uh, the wonders of the internet, you guys ever, uh, you ever have that thing where you're like your, your browser crashes and then it'll ask you, do you want to send a report? <laughs> do you feel like a snitch in that moment? <laughs> I do. It's like, yeah, Mozilla's crashed. You want to send a report? I'm like, oh, I don't know that we got to bring Mozilla into this. We just, <laughs> you're a pretty good program, Firefox. We could probably just keep this between you and me, I think. <laughs> But if it's a different program, I have like a completely different attitude. You know what I mean? If it's Excel, I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to send a report. <laughs> You're a terrible program. You don't work well with anyone. I hope Microsoft deletes you. <laughs> the worst. You guys feel bad for this software? <laughs> Microsoft, that is a really good business idea, right? Uh, I'll tell you what is a very strange business idea, in my opinion, is the dollar store. I don't know if you guys have thought hard about what that place is all about, but it's like they're pegged to the value of the dollar. They're like a South American nation. If the value of the dollar changes, they have to change what they're selling, which I assume means that like in 100 years, you'll go into the dollar store and it'll just be like garbage. It'll be like single birthday candles and like a banana peel. And you're like, really? A banana peel for a dollar? And they're like, well, that's a pretty good deal considering a monster is like a million dollars now, right? And you'll see, like, an iPhone 6, and you'll be like, hey, look, I'm a caveman, right? <laughs> what I like to imagine is that the dollar store started as, like, a really high-end store back in the 1800s. <laughs> that some guy was like, he's like, yeah, nothing less than a dollar at my store. Keep the riffraff out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and there were people that were like, you know, they were like, oh, I hope I have four quarters to rub together someday to go to the dollar store. Oh, my... And they're just, like, imagining themselves in there with, like, a brand-new suit on and, like, the nicest gun in town. They're like, oh, yeah, that'll be me. Me at the dollar store. I'll take these and the Naked Lady oil painting. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's crazy to think that those Renaissance paintings of naked women, those were, like, high art, but they were also pornography. They found dried semen on a lot of those paintings. Which I assume means that, like, th those noblemen at some point were like, servants, leave the room, right? And then they jerked off on it or whatever. And there were probably servants that came back in. There were, like, two paintings, like, stuck together or something. <laughs> Just like, I was making them kiss. You, know? <laughs> you wouldn't understand. <laughs> 
porn is such a crazy thing because it's so prevalent now. You know what I mean? Like almost every guy of this generation has had to deal with a minor to serious porn addiction. Uh, and I mean, that's they tried to do a study in Canada comparing the brains of men who watch porn to the brains of men who do not. And uh, they couldn't do the study because they couldn't find any men who don't watch porn. <laughs> Sorry, science. <laughs> I don't know. I assume the way they did that study was like the guys would come in and they'd be like, hey, do you have an internet connection? And they'd be like, yeah. And they're like, then get out of here, you chronic masturbator. <laughs> You're disqualified. <laughs> I think that... Uh, for me, the biggest issue is like finding anything I actually want to watch with porn. Most porn, it's like very depressing to me. Like it's people are very mean to each other. I feel like the way that regular porn could be any more depressing. The only way would be if just one of them said "I love you." <laughs> so I, yeah, I have a hard time like just finding what I want. You know, I mean, I've tried to search top like putting it into Google, like, girls who look like they might work at Whole Foods gangbang, right? Um, <laughs> so what I do now is I just look at people's home videos, you know, because that's like, they're kind of nice to each other, and it's uh, sort of rough, you know, it's like called amateur porn. And uh, it's a crazy thing to me, right? It's super popular, but that's got to be the only case where we want to watch amateurs do anything. <laughs> Nobody goes to a minor league baseball game being like, yeah, you know, it just seems more real. Yeah. I like it because you can tell they're not good at it. That's what's fun. Um, right, one thing, there's been a lot of uh, racial tension lately for obvious reasons, right? And one thing that's become super clear is that, like, we, like white people, we don't know how to talk about race comfortably. We just don't, like, we're afraid that we're going to say something, like, weird or, like, say something racist without even trying to say something racist. It's just tough. And I realized, like, the only white people that I know of that can talk about race comfortably are uh, racists. <laughs> They're super comfortable with it. They're like, yeah, I got some opinions I'd like to share on the matter, actually, <laughs> now that you've asked. Do you want to know who really runs the banks in this country? Um... <laughs> Uh, guys, that's going to do it for me. Thanks very much. Have a good evening. Enjoy the rest of the show. Miles K. Uh, so much funny in just one show. I have one last comic to bring out to you guys. Oh, come on. Yeah, that was the right response because she's a doozy. Uh, she's got a new special on Netflix called Singward, Single Awkward Female. Definitely check it out. And check this out. Deborah DiGiovanni. Hello. Oh, goodness. Um, hi there. I love, I love it when I can hear the fear in people's names, some, in their voices when they have to say my name sometimes. Do you hear that? She panicked. Because like, my last name is DiGiovanni. 
it's not that. But people panic. And I, all the time, every day in my life, they're like, did you have any? I got it. Did you have any? And then they come out and they're like, welcome, Deborah Diglamatano. She's great. I have a T in my name. It's, I also get the best mail in the world because when I sign up for utilities, they have no idea. My favorite one, my cable company sends me a bill that said, the way they had the old paper, it said, Deborah Biggiovanni. All right. I take the fucking hint. Give me a break, cable company. Can you see me? Here's the thing. It rained. It's been raining for two days. I haven't been this happy. I don't even know when. Like, this is, this is my time. I have sleeves on. You're fucking welcome. I'm so excited, everybody. This is it. Do the Finn girls, what do you do on rainy days in L.A.? Do you just, I assume you just stay at home and just wait. Is that what happens? Or metabolize or something? Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I see you walking around. Here's something. I've been in Los Angeles for a year. I've been searching every day of my life, uh, which is totally untrue. I totally exaggerated there. Once I went out and looked. I looked for people. I looked for someone, anyone my size, anyone. And I looked around. I was walking the other day. Again, another lie. I wasn't walking. I was in the backseat of a car with my head out the window. But the thing is, why am I lying? I don't even know you're lying so much. But anyway... I was looking around for someone and then I saw, I was like, is that a woman my size? I ran over, another lie. I ran, I walked over slowly, calmly. It wasn't a woman my size. It was three people in a huddle. They were in a huddle talking about something. I just laid there and we're totally friends now. It's nice. Here's something else. I don't want to die in a natural disaster. Oh, I don't want to do that. Do you know what I mean? I don't want there to be a terrible earthquake or like a, a lion and a lizard where, you know, connected to the lab and then they come at me. I don't want any of that. That is my least favorite. The scariest thing I can hear anyone say is run. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? I am done. I hear that. I just lie down. I'm done. You say run. That's fine with me. Pick me for your team because the dogs are getting me. Do you know what I'm saying? You need someone. You need someone. You throw them in and then you all live. Do you see how this works? Here's something else. I realize I've been single too long because now I talk to customer service people like for an inappropriate, inappropriate amount of time. Do you do that? Do you argue that? It's the other day I was at the grocery store. I'm like, so... Green peppers, right? <laughs> I could talk for hours. Can I please talk for hours? Are you kidding? Don't make me leave. I never ever go to the automatic fucking checkout. Uh, hello? That's my only chance to talk to someone. Do you understand? I'll talk to the machine too. I'm not going to lie. But here's the thing. I also realize as I get old, I start, I've been using romantic endearments for everybody. I call everyone by romantic. I'm always like, hey, hun, sweetheart, doll. I'm not Southern. I'm fucking lonely. Grow up, DJ Manny. Anyway, here's something. If you liked high school, I do not fucking like you. I'll tell you that much right now. That is a fact of life, isn't it? Is that I saw someone that I went to high school with. Ugh, I tried to avoid her. I couldn't get away fast enough. And she came over. She hugged me. And when we hugged, she was a thin girl in high school. Still a thin girl, whatever. And she hugged me. All right, public, we hugged. And as I hugged her, she made a cracking noise. She made a small cracking noise. I kill thin girls. No, that's what I do. It's my new thing. Every other day, a couple hours. You know that you get your knees up. It's cardio. But the thing is this. Hug her. She makes a cracking noise. The only thing I could think in my head just for a second was Deborah Smash. You know what I'm saying? Just for... Don't make me angry. Thin girls, you will not like me. Here's something else. My therapist, I have a therapist. You're welcome. I have a therapist that he said this to me. One of the side effects of depression, one of the side effects of depression is loss of appetite. (laughs) 
Well, are you sure about that? I think you should look that one up. Are you kidding me? That is, you seem to, it's not just me, because I got to tell you, every time I'm sad, everything tastes like love. Are you with me? Have you tried? Mother's approval ice cream, fucking delicious. Are you kidding? With shame sauce, I can eat it right out of the jar. Anyway, I'm not going <laughs> to, here's something else. Hair models, hair models, you're not hot, you're just not bald. Let's move on. Anyway, right? I was a hair model. Good for you, you have hair. Move on. I love, right? Ugh. I love stationary, and I don't just mean standing still, although I fucking love that. Watch this. <laughs> that was a good one. I, heard, I'm gonna, I pulled something. I pulled something. But anyway, I do. I love stationary. I love, I love um, school supplies. Oh, I mean, September is porn month, isn't it? It's like Christmas, September. I love school supplies. The other day I was cleaning my house, and I found a paperclip shaped like a bear. Oh, <laughs> I had to get in my house. I don't know why. Oh, right? cried for a while, I had to masturbate, just quickly, just quickly, not with the paperclip, I'm not a weirdo, so here's the thing, I thought about it, and I'm like, why do we still have paperclips, why are you still around paperclips, we've had staples for a really long time, what are you for, are you for like paper that's not ready for a commitment, you know what I mean, it's like, oh god, I'm lonely, let's move on, here's something else, I might be a toast racist because I don't like it too black. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't, I'll throw it away. <laughs> oh, that was too soon. Anyway, let's move on. All right, guys. I used to have a roommate. I don't have a roommate anymore. Um, here's the thing. and that's I, like, I liked having a roommate because you can't be a crazy person when you have a roommate. You got to keep your shit together. Do you know what I mean? You got a roommate. Someone's coming home. There's no more crying and eating out of the garbage. Like, those days are done. Do you know what I'm saying? You got to tuck that into your schedule. But I do. I, have, um, I had a roommate. I had a roommate. But he went crazy and he left. And the thing is, he was even crazier than me, which is upsetting, do you know? He used to come to my door, just my bedroom door, knock on the bedroom door. He would come to the door crying. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's my thing. Are you kidding me? Get out. We have to separate because there's too much of that. Anyway, that's too true. Let's move on. I live alone. I live alone now, and it's probably safest. But I'll say this. You, it's kind of dull when you live by yourself. you got to keep things exciting. Do you know? you got to do some fun stuff. So some things that I like to do. I serve all beverages at my house out of a martini glass. Because it instantly makes you feel like you're at a party. You should try it. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter what you're drinking. It's always fun. Do you know what I mean? Milk out of a martini glass. Uh, V8. You know, Metamucil. Who cares? Do you understand? You're like, yeah. People come over. They're like, we have a strawberry daiquiri. Like, no, it's Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, I have tummy trouble. Anyway, you don't need to know that part at the end. But you get why I have it. Here's something else. I realized I'm never ever going to win a competition against a sex doll. You know one of those live human-like type sex dolls that cost 5000 I'm never going to win over that. A man is always going to choose a sex doll over me. First of all, they're so quiet, number one. They're so quiet. They just sit there quietly. <laughs> Whoever clapped, don't go home with him. Anyway, that is... Uh, Oh, God. He likes them to be seen and unheard. Oh, God. Anyway, but they, they, I'm always going to lose. They're quiet. They're easy to put away, easy to clean. Do you, I have so many crevices, and I also, I flinch a bit. Anyway, here's the thing. That's, what's that I say? Oh, God. And I, I flinch. But here's something else I'll tell you. I watch television because I'm not a crazy person. So I watch TV. And I watch, you know, Intervention. Remember that show, Intervention? That is, oh, right, it's so good. Makes you feel so good about yourself. It's usually people with drug addictions. I'm very sorry. But you watch at home, smoking a joint, and you feel so good about your life, don't you? You're like, look at these fucking losers. I'm inside. God bless me. And you feel good, do you know, in that moment. But I watched one episode, and it was about sex addiction. And I was like, first of all, bragging. Number two, let's tuck in. So I turned it on. I want to see. And then I watched, and I thought about it. I'm like, okay, I get it. Sex addiction, it's a problem. But do you know when people, like, addicts get, like, 
like a heart on their locket, do you know what I mean? Like with their, their tool of, do you know what I mean? They're always, they have that little trade system. What does a sex addict do? They're walking up to people on the street, they're like, so I'll suck your dick to, uh, uh, suck your dick, I guess. I don't know, is that right? I said suck your dick. It, it's not good coming out of my mouth, is it? That is also not good going in, I'm scared. Anyway, I gotta tell you, it's coming at me too fast. Uh, so I don't touch the microphone, look at this thing, Jesus. Anyway, can I finish my drink is my message. Now, let me say this, one more thing. I also watch shows about prison because I want to be ready when I go to jail. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be weird on that first day. Where are the bathrooms? I want to know where shit is, right? So I tuck in to this show about prison. And you know this. You all know this. They take everything away from you. You know that. But one thing I did not know about prison is they take the shoelaces out of your shoes. And I was shocked to find out. Do you know why they do that? Take the shoelaces out? Yeah. Yeah, Why? So, yes, so you don't hang yourself in your jail cell. Very upsetting. And then I thought about it. You hang yourself with a, with a shoelace? A, sho- a shoelace? Are there supermodels going to prison that I wasn't aware of? Are you kidding? Let me tell you something. If I can hang myself with a shoelace, <laughs> I have reached my goal weight. I gotta tell you, that's a good day for Deborah. Take, take some pictures. Send it to my Facebook wall. Anyway, God bless you, everyone. Good night. Thanks so much. <laughs> your hands together. They're, we're here every week. It's also a podcast. You can download that and listen to it. Also, hey, side note, if you're like, oh my god, what do I do with the rest of my night? Here at 11 o'clock, I host a freestyle rap battle called The Beatdown Presents Turned Up. What? Yeah. What? It's all comedians, all freestyle rapping, completely improvised. It'll blow your mind. You should come back. There might be tickets available. Um, and besides that, go have a great night! Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your Feral Audio, live. The first comedy special from Feral Audio. Two hours of stand-up and improv, hosted by Dan Harmon and Aaron McGaffey. Well, we are hosting it. Uh, I didn't know they made albums anymore. They sure do. They make them every day. Featuring an opening meditation by Duncan Trussell. How wonderful it is to be here tonight at the Feral Audio special album taping. Steve Agee. That's f***ing embarrassing. With Lester Pavitsky. Crowd, I like it. DJ Dugbound. Turn down for Doug. John Roy. I'd be like, I got a notebook full of jokes. And as soon as I learn to tell them without my hands shaking, I'll make as much money as a school teacher. <laughs> Melissa Stevens. This is going to get real graphic, and it's recorded. So. And Brody Stevens. You got to be ready at a Brody show. You got to be ready. On sale now at feralaudio.com slash shop. Get a $5 audio download and an independently produced video special for just $10. Visit feralaudio.com to learn more. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.